Hey, listen, we ran out of orifices. My buddy just tried to fuck my eyeball. <laughs> It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us here on the show. Um, episode 89 of the show. When I was a, when I was a youngster, every, every, everybody knows this. When I was a young, well, everyone knows that I'm a fan of the San Diego Chargers. But when I was a youngster, I was a... I was an L.A. Rams fan. And I remember I was pretty young. I was probably like seven or eight. And I remember the Rams. This was back when teams would get sprinters and try to make them football players. And the Rams got one. Ron Brown. And he wore number 89. And I thought he was fucking really cool because he was really fast. And I was with like my friends, my friend and his mom. And this was like very, it's a very 70s scene. Like people were wearing cutoffs. There's a whole thing. And we, I was with my friend and his mom. And we went over to, we went over to um, her like quasi like boyfriend, some dude with a mustache and like feathered hair, like very 70s, probably had a muscle shirt on. And I remember we went over to his house and I was like, for some reason I was like tossing the football with him. And, uh, I was like, you know, I thought, oh, this guy must be a man. So, you know, I thought maybe I'll talk a little sports with him. And I was like, hey, hey, what do you think about that new Rams receiver, Ron Brown? And uh, he just looked at me and, he's, and he said, who the fuck is Ron Brown? Okay. And then, that's, then later that night, I heard that same guy ask the kid who I was with's mom if she wanted to get some grass. And I, I was like seven or eight years old, and I knew what grass was, and I and I knew that grass was a lame way to say it. And I was like, I remember being like seven years old and going, fuck calls it grass. Episode 89 of the show. As always, you can get in touch with the show if you'd like. You can do it via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. I feel like I've shamed you guys a bit too much on the voicemail because you're all afraid to leave one now because we didn't have any this week. So call us. Call us up. Get drunk. Call us up. What do you think about number 89 of the LA Rams, Ron Brown? Do you, do you have any stories about him? What about grass? Nobody fucking calls it grass. Even, even in the 70s, nobody called it grass. Uh, 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail number. Um, as always, I implore you to like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook, and share things there. It's easy to share the podcast there. It's easy to hook your friends up with what we do here. And so go like our page, and then when we post shit, share it to your page so your friends can see it too. We want to go viral. Not viral like the little brother, Jonathan, from Who's the Boss. We don't want to go viral like that, but we do want our show to go viral. Uh, joining me now, as always, I don't think he carries any viruses. Of course, I'm talking about the great Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? <laughs> uh, I love that story. Um, 
And it is weird. Grass is the type of thing that, like, the drug counselors who would come, come give the right. sixth graders a talk. Yes. <laughs> they would call it grass. Oh, so you want to be all cool and smoke your grass. Yeah, it's always, like, very uncool. What do you do if someone offers you grass? But uh, the only thing less cool than calling it grass was Ron Brown. He had his full name on the back of his jersey because I guess there were other Browns. But he had, like, it said, like, Ron in tiny letters on top of the word brown. That's right. It was very odd. Like, there, there must have been another R. Brown on the team. Could have been a Robert Brown. Or yeah. yeah. R- Rusty. Yes. It was the 80s. Um, and I did look up uh, uh, the, the meathead Mike Ditko was number 89. Oh, that's another good one. 89. Underrated number. There's a lot of numbers. Like, I like running backs with numbers in the 40s. I always yeah. like that. Not just fullbacks, like just regular tailbacks. If you got a number in the forties and you're a tailback, you're a bad motherfucker usually. Um, a couple things. Tell One, me. we we dissected that fantastically terrible email where Ish last week he was using the word screw with his wife. And then he came after the, the podcast posted, he was very defensive with the two of us, and he was trying to back up his his use of the word screw. By saying, see, it was cool. Yes. It was in the movie yes. Blazing Saddles. Now, <laughs> yes. nobody's questioning whether or not Blazing Saddles is a good movie. It's a hilarious movie. But you don't back something up saying, see, what I'm saying is cool. This 43-year-old movie, <laughs> That's right. 44-year-old movie that movie's older said than me. so. And the 44-year-old movie was supposed to take place like 160 years ago. <laughs> yes, it was like in the no. 1800s. Um, I've got a good, uh, um, very quick, a good uh, uh, Instagram recommendation. Okay, hold you. on. Screw is the mm. grass of fucking. Yeah, it is. It's it it's. Is. No one says it except like on TV or something. Or uh, or pop for soda. Yes, or pop. There you go. Uh, okay, what is going on on Instagram? Who do I? I need some new Instagram follows. I'm slowly like I'm getting kind of bored. I pretty much exclusively follow. Um, skateboarders and tattoo artists because I'm 17. Okay, go on. Who who should I follow, Ed? It's 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 stupid but funny. It's called baseball card vandals, and all they do is take old baseball cards from your youth and they they like doctor them up to like have <laughs> to have like different slogans. Like they black out uh, certain letters in their name to spell things out or turn them into members of NWA. It's like. It's, it's stupid, but it's pretty funny. Okay, I'll, I'll check was, it out. There's not... a guy named Pete Ladd, yeah. and they, they added uh, letters to his name to make him Peter Ladder, and then they drew a dick on him and put a ladder underneath his dick. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's just really stupid, like, sophomore stuff, but it's pretty funny. Remember when um, baseball cards, like, everyone was going to get rich off their baseball cards? Yes, like it would buy like a hundred of one guy. Yeah, now there's unless you have a Honus Wagner, you don't have a single baseball card that's worth any money. I I I still have like probably five thousand in my mom's basement. Yeah, they're not um, worth anything. Yeah, one time a kid tr- traded me Brooks Robinson's rookie card for like a couple of Mets uh, scrubs. Such and a I, win! And at the time, I went to the, one of those. Guides and it was worth like three hundred dollars. Then now it's probably worth thirty cents. I remember I bought a whole sack. This guy, this kid, had a whole. He he, he was taking me. I gave him like two or three bucks for a whole sack of football cards, like a like 
a um, kitchen trash bag size bag of football cards. And he's like, you know, uh, football cards were never worth anything. And he's like, but he's like, there's an OJ Simpson in this bag. And I was like, cool. So I I went through them all. I I put them all together. I found the OJ Simpson. It was OJ Simpson on the 49ers. No. Yes. Who even knew he was on the 49ers? There were a couple of, like, wasn't Franco Harris on, like, the Saints? There were a couple yes. of, like, terrible end of career uh, destinations. Yeah, I think, like, Joe Namath went to the Rams or something. Like, everybody, um, Johnny Unitas went to the Chargers. Um, but now I would, like, I would be pretty happy if I still had that OJ 49ers yeah. card. Like, that's that would be, I like things just, just for the sake of them, not, you know, I like, like them for the quirk factor. Uh, yes. Okay, we're talking about shaming people. Do you have anything else yes. you want to get to? Because I have an email here. No, no, no. Get to the shaming. Okay, this um, our hardest listener, Wayne in Nashville. He's got a couple suggestions. Uh, instant oil changes. He says, "I usually change my own oil, but if I get a coupon, I'll go to one." Of course one- he does. Of course he's, he does. Hardest man. Of course he does. Oh, uh, if if he gets a coupon though, although that kind of takes away from the hardness. Yeah, he's hard, yes. and he changes his own oil, and he's been locked up and shit. Nah, but you, also, you pull out a coupon. You've you've become an old lady. Yes, he uses a coupon. So he use if he has a coupon, he'll get his oil change. If you don't have a coupon, he says, and get your oil changed at one of these places, you're being ripped off. That's pretty much true. There's one reason to be shamed as a company. The that's one reason to be shamed as a company. Okay, ripping people off. B the the assholes that work there think they're mechanics and try to sell you all ki- kinds of unneeded bullshit. Shut the fuck up, change my oil, and let me be on my way. Okay, that's I I, I get that a C minus oil change guys because everybody knows a rip off ours. Um, and what, yeah, and a, it's it's yes. I, I don't know. I I feel like just shaming is got to be like behavior, uh, social behavior. Yeah. Like that's that's just you know business. Well, Shady business. I don't know. I I feel like that's not quite the same. I, I sort of agree. Here's another one. He 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 puts dance instructors in the shame category. My wife goes I don't to. Know what that is? His wife goes to dance something called dance blast classes daily and is in great uh, shape. That's oh, it's a, of, it's like a aerobics. It's kind of a kind of a humble brag. Like yeah, it is. Wayne in Nashville, hardest <laughs> listener. Hardest listener is just a brag brag, and he's earned that. Yeah. But he's saying his wife's he's saying his wife's got a good body. And that makes that makes me happy for you, Wayne. My he wife is the time for it. That's right. My wife goes to these classes daily and is in great shape. But the songs. She's downloaded some and they're horrible. And our three and six year olds love them. I'm going through this. The first is the dumbest fucking of all song of all time. Whip and Nene. I'm I'm, I'm only casually familiar with that. The newest one is I Whip My Hair by Willow Smith. That's like a five year old song. That was that. I remember when Howard Stern would goof on that song, and that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Um, another company industry that needs to be shamed is the music industry for letting repetitive garbage be released on the regs. Well, Wayne in Nashville, hardest listener, guy that's been incarcerated, he's a real anti-establishment, I can see. He wants to take down the man. He's like, fuck the music industry and fuck the oil change industry. So I, I'll give him I that. Have no, I have no qualms with either of those those. Sentiments, but that's not really the shaming. Shaming is like the people who microwave fish, Brian. That okay. kind of oh, stuff. No. The, pe- the people, the people who that are keep it healthy. 
people are doing things that are harming others because yes. they are selfish assholes. Yes. <laughs> there, yes, that is that is a good description. I will say this: I never thought I'd be this person. I'm like, I will never let top forty music be played in my car. And now, my girlfriend, my special lady, she's got she's playing these top forty stations for my kids. And the fucking music is horrible. Also, it's like the same five songs over and over again. It is, it's really, I'm, I might have to put my foot down soon, but I'm outnumbered, Ed. Yeah, that's tough. I, I just remember when um, my sister-in-law, uh, when she had her first kid, yep. and we rode in like the same minivan with them when, they, when we visited them one time. Yes. And they were playing like fucking Raffi. And shit like that, like yeah. songs about whales and oh, yeah, rainbows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck What's is going this? On and, yeah. and I was, you know, I was 25, so I was really just floored by what was going on. And uh, and so I I made a pact. I was like, we're, we're never doing this, Michelle. When we have kids, yeah. like, we're not introducing them to kids' music. And luckily, I'm not in the car that much. So I have I have been able to avoid Top 40 radio. My kids just, they don't, they don't know music. I mean, uh, they don't. Yeah, like they'll play, good. they'll play. You know, they'll, they'll play a few songs in school. Like they knew that happy song by Pharrell. Oh, yes, but that, but that was played like at every right. school. You couldn't escape stuff it, like that. But they don't. I don't think they really know what's going on in music. That's They're never good. in the car. Yeah, you should keep it that way. That's true. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Listen, to, oh, my son, he's ten, and mm. he's like really. He's kind of like, what's up? You know, like hip hop. Like what's going on there? And I don't want him to get into any of this shitty. I don't want him to think like new school rap is like what rap is. But but at at ten, you yeah. also you can't stifle like because you you don't want him to be. Yeah, it's one thing to be unique, but you don't want him to be some weird outlier who like can't that's true with the rest of the kids that's, that's true the, that's the weird balance you, you yeah you definitely you want him to know what's actually cool, but you don't want him to be out of the loop. So I made him I made him a mix for his iPod. And it was okay. really hard to do because I wanted to put like cool, like I put like, um, like Gangstar and EPMD and like NWA, but you really have to like go, like there's going to be cuss words in the song, but you don't want to like real, like the real, real dirty ones. And then like we're in the car and there's like an old school hip hop station in LA and it just only plays old school hip hop. It doesn't really come in that well, except for in certain places here. And then there's like a song and a song comes on and my son's like, Oh, this is ice cube. And I'm like, how do you know? That? And it's like, not an appropriate song. I'm like, how do you know that? And he's like, Oh, it's on my mix. I, I like, <laughs> I let a couple of bad ones sneak through. Well, Cause I'm could, a bad you dad. Do, what is it? Express yourself. Uh, the NWA. That's yes. like the one song without swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think everything uh, else is about murder. I might, I might have to review. I've, but I've announced um, that fan, that he needs to talk to Fancy Sauce because Fancy Sauce knows everything about hip hop. You wouldn't think so because she's Australian and she's a chick, but she's very, very, she's extremely well versed in the origins of hip hop. So I'm, I'm gonna have her. You know, it's another. You know, it's another good, uh, like kid friendly Ice Cube song. Is you can do it. Put your ass into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what else? Let's should, should we talk about sports? Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? What are the big sports stories of the day? 
Well, you know, it's always important to just recap the life and times of baseball turd Kurt Schilling. I so let's it. let's start at the beginning. He played baseball pretty well, then he faked having a bloody sock, then he retired and let the world know the real him. His first move as real Kurt was starting 38 Studios, a video game company. His first game at 38 Studios was some first-person adventure game called Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Oh, my God. God. That game sucked, and the the company went bankrupt and swallowed up $75 million of the state of Rhode Island's money. Yeah. And then, recently, we did the story. Schilling was suspended by ESPN for calling, uh, uh, from the rest of the regular season, uh, for calling uh, Muslims, comparing them to Nazis, and it just was a bad meme that he was... Passing around. Yes. Uh, it was recently announced that uh, the worldwide leader would be letting old table for one back on the air for the playoffs. So Deadspin did the work for everybody and checked out what Schilling has been up to since his suspension and found numerous very ridiculously conservative right-wing posts. Yes. Uh, there was an anti-Syrian refugee one. Yes. There was one saying the Bible predicted the blood moon as a warning for the Iran deal. <laughs> He had a pro-Ben Carson, anti-Muslim president post. That one this, was real bad. This, this is my favorite one. Yeah. I'm going to read it in full. Yeah. Attention Mexico, Middle East, and the rest of the world. Twice we weren't happy with our country. We didn't flee to your country. We picked up guns and fought and died to make it right. In parentheses, revolutionary war, end this civil war. Stay home and man up. Brian, is there anything more dangerous than a man who attended... Yavapai College in Prescott, Arizona, that thinks he's enlightened. He's, he thinks he's so Juco smart. in Arizona. <laughs> yes. He's, well, he's a ball player, so by definition, he's not smart. Right. And but he, he's got money. So he yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's got some money. And he, had, he had money. He had money. Well, I don't know. I think he mostly lost Rhode Island's money, but I'm <laughs> sure he's, he's not doing as well as he once was. I just like that he's – I think we're, we finally reached a time that Kurt Schilling has summited the peak of accidental racing, racism and is now nice. descending. He's barreling headlong down the mountain of intentional racism. He's on a toboggan of racism down the mountain. I saw one of them. I like that he's sharing racist memes from Joe the Plumber and that, that <laughs> Joe the Plumber is apparently still a thing and they're like factually incorrect. There's one on there that's like – if if illegals voted conservative, then the de- Dem- de- or, de- demon rats, yeah, instead demon of Democrats, rats. yeah, then the demon rats would be like hurrying to keep them out of the country or something. First of all, like no one, no one that's in the country illegally can vote. You know that, right? You're, what you're saying is that uh, Hispanic Latin American people, like Americans of Latin descent, that tend to vote Democrat. What you're saying is they're illegal. They're here illegally, but they're not. They're just Americans like the rest of us, and they can vote however the fuck they want. Well, let's talk about the post that, that I read out. He, he's saying we fought to make things right, Well, but then he brings up the Civil War. Well, half the country was fighting for That's something right. that yes. was to keep not To right. keep something wrong. And they weren't fighting to keep the country together. No. They, were, <laughs> they were fighting to leave the country. That's half the people right yes. there. They wanted to start their own country. Fucking shit for brains that was born in Alaska and went to JUCO in Arizona. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he has, I don't think he has even the slightest clue of what's going on. Well, he's, he's just exactly like everyone's racist uncle. And yet I'm more offended every time I hear Chris Berman on the air than that guy. (laughs) 
Because, because, and and he's a pretty bad analyst. He just kind of says things that your uncle would say if you're watching the game. Yeah. Like, and yeah. like, then we'll throw in an anecdote of when he played, but like, not in a intelligent way. I don't know. I I I. But I still think like Chris Berman is actually your your drunk uncle talking. You know, he, he doesn't he doesn't know anything. Chris Berman, I you forget. I don't encounter him very much. Which well, is nice. that first week when they do the two Monday yes. night football games, and it was astonishing. Like when they tried to get him to think on his feet. And it oh was, my it was god, rough. Ed, Ed. You were exactly right. I had that game on. He was doing it with Dilfer, and Dilfer's just a fucking actual moron. But Berman was like calling the game, and I was like, wow, whoa, this guy's supremely terrible at this. Like, he's doing a bad job. Then I got up to go in the kitchen, and something happened on the field, but I had no idea what happened because Berman just went, oh, hey, oh, wow. Like that was his description of a play that happened on the game. He he is he has no business being like get some kid from a high school. He he would do better than Chris Berman at at doing play by play of football. And he's been doing this so long, and yet he keeps winning like these these Emmys that don't exist. I don't know. He, yeah, they keep talking about how awarded he is, but he's been doing it for so long. He doesn't prep for anything. No, he doesn't seem to know anything. He doesn't know anything. And uh. Yeah, it's he's he's just he's really terrible and but ESPN like they they don't take nearly enough heat for something like this. No. Schilling is a bad guy. Yeah. And he's saying he's saying like terrible things, just nasty things that aren't necessarily true and like he he, he they're thinking, "Oh, we need to bring him back for the playoffs." Like, "No, you should fire him." Uh, well, in the Deadspin article, they contacted ESPN PR and they're like, Hey, do you guys have any comment on on Kurt Schilling's continued use of uh, racist memes on Facebook during his suspension? And their answer was nope. <laughs> That's a good PR. Bro. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what you want. Uh, okay, Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? Several months ago, the ex-girlfriend of Derrick Rose sued the often uh, injured MVP, former MVP, claiming Rose and his friends broke into her L.A. apartment in 2013 and gang-raped her while she was incapacitated. Rose said things were so cool the following day, the accuser casually had a cup of coffee with her roommate in the morning after the sex and headed into work for a full shift. The implication is that the rape victim would have been way too distraught to have done any of that. Also in the docs, Rose says the woman only began to get upset with him a few weeks or months after because she felt she should have been reimbursed for one of the sex toys she bought and was used during the night in question. Rose says the woman got even angrier with him because he started ignoring her texts. Brian, this begs the question, what's what's the proper etiquette for reimbursement of French ticklers after a gangbang? Well, is it like is it like group dinner, everybody chips in, or is the alpha male supposed to pay? I'm Ed. I've always said that if a girl is nice enough to invite you to her home, to bang you and all your friends that chivalry dictates you pay her back for any dildo related expenses. Same goes for lube. Like if she has to go in her own pocket for sex toys and or lube, she should be reimbursed. It's just the nice thing to do. And I'm pretty sure it's in the tax code. And I'm pretty sure he's made enough money to pay for it. Yeah. Like leave, leave a saw buck on the counter on your way out the door. Just be like, Hey, I noticed you had some new sex. Hey, Thanks for the sex. Thanks for banging me and like four of my buddies that I brought over last night. Really cool of you. 
Um, by the way, we're going to bounce, but hey, did you, I noticed you had some new sex toys. What would you end up spending on those? Let me, do you have the receipts? Like that way you won't sue me in six months for rape. To quote Sam Kinison, leave them sticky, broken, confused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. But his, his suggestion was to leave out the window so they didn't know when you left. Right, right. Um, but, but what's, what's, what's with the gangbang thing? <laughs> I mean, I if know. you're if know. you're an MVP yeah. in Chicago, yeah. like yeah, Chicago's not known for being the hottest city, but is a major city, and there you can find you know you can cobble together some of the finest looking women. Oh, there's hot chicks in Chicago for there sure. There definitely are. Lots. It's a major city. Yeah, you know, if there's money somewhere, there's yeah. gonna be hot chicks. Yeah, and he could just announce on on you know Twitter or Instagram, just be like. Dick sucking contest tonight. Who's in? And like would get some of the hottest chicks you've right. ever seen. Right. But this instead, is true. He was he was the fuck a girl who was seemingly. I mean, if they say ex girlfriend, it means that they were Dating. together. Yeah. Together in some capacity for an ongoing period of time, and he wants to do it with his buddies. Yeah, that's a little weird. What what's going on there? Yeah, bringing bringing the buddies around is a Seems little. Seems like he's weird. into something. Yeah, yeah, that's like a... He never needs his buddies to have sex. There's a, there's a lot of dicks there. Well, the thing is, you're, you're Derek Rose. You can always get some um, some cast-offs for your buddies. Like, there's always... Sure. You can always tell the chick to bring some friends, and your buddies are going to be taken care of. Like, if that's a thing where you're like, oh, I'm really worried about my buddies, you know, I don't want them to be bored. Like, can you just give them all hand jobs? That's a, little, that's a little There weird. are a lot of directions you could go, but for some reason he wanted to be naked with his buddies. Yes. And his girlfriend. It's a little... That's a, and, and some sex toys. So potentially even more penises. These are uh, artificial. And, yeah, and, yeah, that's right. Like, we're, Who's, where's that enough, going? Yeah. Those, weren't there enough dicks there? It sounds like there was plenty woman, of dicks. Woman has only so many places to take it in. Yes, exactly. I have a feeling Derek might be getting some of that. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Daisy chain. What's going on? <laughs> Maybe they were doing a human centipede type yeah, situation. Yeah. I, I, Derek. No wonder how. No wonder he broke his orbital socket today. Guys into some freaky shit. Yeah, apparently, yeah. We had no word on whether or not that was an orgy related injury. Yeah. Hey, listen. We ran out of orifices. My buddy just tried to fuck my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> you. The deal is like. You're, when you're famous, part of the deal of being famous is like paying the freight. It's yeah. pain, it's it's why Charlie Sheen fucks hookers because there there's a there's an unspoken deal there. He he's gonna overpay them to keep his privacy for him. And right, the, what he always said, I don't yeah. pay him to stay. Yeah, you pay him to go away. It's a business go it away. It's a business transaction, and apparently. Uh, Derek Rose's one year at the University of Memphis. Oh, but I'm sure he learned a lot. Did, I mean, Coach did, Cal, Coach Cal definitely had him taking some serious classes. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? All right, let's let's keep it in the NBA. Let's do uh, it. An Instagram model who likes to spend time with NBA players, which I'm pretty sure is another word for groupie. Uh, described how she recently ate the ass of an NBA player, even though it smelled musty. (laughs) 
Being the discreet lady that she was, she only said his name begins with the letter K. Later, and this is her quote, Later, I was high and horny, so he took me to his room and took off his clothes and wanted me to give him head. And I was like, okay, by the way, as big and lanky as he is, he's a very regular-sized dick. <laughs> and I like that the story that posted this, they, like, put the asterisks uh, for the eye and dick, and, like, this, and yes. the and also for the eye and shit. Like, yeah. they're okay with this whole content. Yeah, the like, ass-eating. Yeah, right. Like, if you're on this my, website, like, don't worry about, like, whether it's setting off alarms. My, the alarms have already been set off. Musty ass and... Oh, and ass, ass is spelled A-Z-Z. And, but, like, based on the fact that he's real lanky but has a, a quote, regular-sized dick, he's got to be a white guy, right? Oh, I didn't think about that. It could be. I but mean, I don't, I don't want to be racist. I don't want to be Kurt Schilling here, but I'm let, guessing white guy. Let me let me take it from PG thirteen to R. Let's go. His shit was a little musty, but I <laughs> but I didn't care. Next, he turned around and stuck his butt in my face. I was like, "What? I have never had a man just put a sweaty, smelly butt in my face like that." I was like, "No." You have to go wash it first. He started begging me like a little boy. By the way, a little editing, please, Toots. Like, she spent, like, the last four sentences saying the same thing. But anyway. Yes, he started I'm, I'm riveted. Me. He started begging me like a little boy, saying he loves getting his ass eaten and wanted me to smell it and tell him how nasty it was. And then, then he said he'd eat my ass afterward. I was high and drunk, and I'm embarrassed to say I did it. It was disgusting, but I did it! Exclamation point. She, she's so embarrassed that she's yeah. saying it yeah. on the internet. Pretty sure when you're embarrassed, you don't use exclamation points. Um, but Brian, since the demure lady wouldn't actually give his name, I thought it would be fun to play a different game. And that game is, who would be the worst guy, past or present, worst guy for this woman to eat his ass? Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I, someone comes to mind, and I, I can't remember his name. He played. He played center for the Phoenix Suns. Mm, Oliver Miller. Oliver Miller. Oliver Miller. Hey, no. <laughs> he, he played with Corliss Williamson at Arkansas. That's right. Oliver Miller is the worst at. It was the worst NBA ass ever to eat. Uh, or or I was gonna. I had the same type of theory. I yeah. wrote down what I thought. I had two, two, but one okay. of them was Stanley Hot played Roberts. Yes, but the yeah. same thing, like, fat. if you are an NBA player and fat, yeah. I mean, you are running so much yes. that you must be eating terrible things. <laughs> yes. But they so, all they all eat terrible things. But like, I'm saying, like, to be fat, you're eating excessively yes. terrible things. Yes. And so whatever was going on in, in Oliver Miller <laughs> or Stanley Hot played Roberts' ass yes. could not have been good. Yes. What about here's, – here's, 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 you here's another one. George Mirasan. First of all, he's he's hideously disfigured because he has that that um, acromeglia. Well, uh, the upside is she wouldn't have to bend over; she could just stand up and eat that. <laughs> even 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 if George Mirasan, you have to get a step ladder. To yeah, if George Mirasan was kneeling on all fours, like in the living room on the on the floor, do you think the average sized woman, like? Five, five would have to step up, like get a little step stool yeah. to get let, up let, into his ass to eat his ass properly. Or, or he would have to like tell her when she's coming over, like make sure you put on your extra high heels tonight. <laughs> Stilettos, you're gonna need. I it. was my other choice was gonna be Mark Eaton. 
That like oh, yeah. Mountain, yeah. mountain man, Utah Jazz. UCLA centers. Bruin. Mark Same Eaton. Type of thing. Same type of thing. Yeah, really, really big dude. Similar. But like George Mirasan, you ever see his face? It's weird. His it's face weird. is weird. It's fucked up. He definitely has something going on with the pituitary. Um, I imagine that doesn't only exist on his face. Like, I feel like all over his body, he's yeah. got, he's weird looking like that, including in the ass area. <laughs> see, I feel, yeah, yeah, I could see, uh, yeah, I could see a giant apple bag. I could see, <laughs> I could see. But misshapen. I, I yeah, I could see problematic genitals. Yes, and like his hips and ass bones would be all weird. Like, yeah, like protruding bones would be weird. Yeah, like I Not feel good. like that would – George Mirasan might be the worst ass ever to eat. If anyone, worst, if anyone has any feedback, if you can think of a worse choice than any of those guys we just listed. Please do. Please, yeah. please write in. Email us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Uh <laughs> I here's another thing. It reminds me of the like these NBA guys and athletes get so much fucking pussy that they are they they don't even need to have a move. Like he just is like, hey, let's go in the bedroom. Takes her in the bedroom and he doesn't shower. <laughs> doesn't shower. Takes off his clothes and is like, hey, give me a head. And then he immediately flips around and is like, okay, I'm gonna need you to eat my ass now. Like it's not. There's like no, no like, hey, what do you? Th- <laughs> it's like, tell me, tell me how I like you telling me how bad it smells. Like that means this is just. Hey, listen, I'm averaging 16 and 8. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yes, it's like it's like <laughs> J.R. Smith's famous, so you want to get the pipe, huh? Like, it is like just, there's just no lead up. There's no foreplay. There's no pretense. Like these no. guys are used to getting lots and lots and lots of pussy. So they just say, hey, you're, if you don't, someone else will. Of course, which, which goes back to the Derrick Rose story. Exactly. He, he's into being around his dudes. Yeah, he is. he is. That's, there's no other explanation. He he likes to bro down, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh Ed. <clears throat> what do you got? You I know you are a guy that you spend a lot of time. You oftentimes, for many years in a row, you have summered on the British Isles. You're there for extended periods of time. You go to the pub. You do. You immerse yourself in the culture. Yes. And so I can only assume. Except for black pudding. I don't immerse myself in that. But go on. I can only assume that some of the cultural norms have rubbed off on you include and that would include outdoor masturbation is that true <laughs> that i i gotta put that on the list for next year ed a blackburn man appeared in court today after performing a sex act in a pub garden after snorting five lines of cocaine i forgot about that everybody's on coke there because it's so sad and drizzly Oh yeah, that was that was the story where the mom gave her daughter for their eighteenth right, right. birthday. Right? Everybody's on coke. Yeah, yo, a sex act. He managed to keep up, and this is a European thing, right here. Obviously, based on your your time in Holland, a sex act. He managed to keep up for forty minutes. Jesus, a Christ. sort of endurance wank, a long distance marathon of wank. 
<laughs> a big wank, basically. And police arrested him on the scene. And apparently this dude has a, a history of criminal indecency. He ended up p- pleading guilty. The man's name is Michael Brian Scott. That's right, Ed. Is he a serial killer? <laughs> Three first names. Like, how is this? How is this not seen from miles away? Blackburn. You've got three first names. The upside is your tubs. <laughs> That's right. But the downside is you're a criminal, and and, and the downside is everyone not named Tubbs is a criminal. Philip Michael and Thomas. I don't even know what Tubbs is up to the last <laughs> the last thirty years, so he might be in that. It as well. I feel like I saw Tubbs doing an infomercial like 15 years ago. My buddy tried to tried to get him for a commercial. <laughs> That's time. right. You told me. <laughs> Said he's off the grid. He's, yeah. He's, Nobody can find him. He's like gone back to the West Indies or something. Quote, he was in the beer garden of Clitheroe Cates on Mincing Lane. Is that is that the most British sentence ever? <laughs> and people <laughs> were constantly walking and, past. And lorries were passing. <laughs> He had been Ed, he had been working as a forklift driver for the last two years and lives with his partner who sits at the back of the court. She finds his behavior difficult to explain. Ed, was Vincent Vega on to something when he pointed out the little differences between the United States and Europe? For instance, over there you can buy a beer at McDonald's and here we masturbate out of view of general public. <laughs> that is so, it's such a weird thing. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that's like the, you know, the flasher wearing the trench coat, right? You, you yeah. because that, like your brain is just not working if you, if you want to do that. Um, and, and also, but this goes back to my, my story when we were watching the guy in, uh, in Amsterdam is like, how does it still work? Forty it's a, it's a minutes. Long session. It's a long. I know. Session. I mean, we we heard about edging. Edging. But like, still, like, I, I can't imagine the chafing going on. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Are you? Have we gotten into this? Are you? Are you a lotion man? You use some kind of I lubrication. Told, I told you. I I I've never. I don't do lotion. You're a dry man. But I'm also somebody that has honed my craft. Like. Right. I don't. Quick. I don't know. I don't know if I've hit sixty-one seconds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever hit it. Right. No. I. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty quick too with that. I get it. I get it done quickly. But I do use. Uh, and I, I, use I may have told you, but the one time I tried to use something, I didn't have lotion. I tried hand soap, and it oh, turned no. into an I love. Turned into an I love Lucy oh, no. episode oh, no. in my bathroom. It was terrible. No, you can't use hand soap. Ed. I, I didn't. I listen. I was a, I was a young lad I just trying something. I was like, all right, let me see if I try something else. Uh, and that's what was within reach. And it was terrible. It was like I said. It was like an I love Lucy have, episode. There were suds everywhere. Yeah. Uh, have I told the story where I one time I was I was caught short. I didn't have anything to use, and I ran in under the sink, and I. Th- Grabbed what I thought was lotion. Uh-oh. I got to work. And it was like drying out. It was like not staying lubed. <laughs> and I looked down at the bottle. And it was per plus. <laughs> Shampoo. So si- similar type of deal. Shampoo plus conditioner, Ed. No. 
not similar because it it's there was no water involved. It did not stay viscous. It turned into a dry paste that I was rubbing. Oh, the shame, the shame. Rubbing vigorously on my penis, and I developed. I got a rash. I didn't know till it was too late. And then yeah, I, I'm sure I probably finished because I was like 16 at the time. But the point is, is that I had a red, irritated, it looked like a dog dick for like a week afterwards because I, I jerked off with Per Plus shampoo plus conditioner. Well, I mean, the problem is once once you're, you go lotion, you're beholden to the lotion. Yeah. So for all the 9 and 10-year-old boys that are listening to our show, yeah. try dry. You, like, you can't go back. Right. You know, you, can't go you, back. you can stay dry forever. Once you go lotion, you'll never go back. All right. Well, yeah. You figure out you figure out how to make it quick. Yeah. Yeah. Won't be a problem. Some About guys 40 go, minutes. That's even, too long. Even, even if you had lotion. And I'm pretty sure I've been to a fair share of beer gardens at the pub. Have you been to Clitheroe Cates on Mincing I, Lane? <laughs> that's amazing. Clitheroe. And it's almost, it looks like Clit Hero. The town. Clit Hero. Clit Hero Cates. The the uh, name of the town, I think that's one of those like uh, crummy Premier League teams. Mm. Oh so yeah, might, Blackburn. Yeah, it must be like outside the city somewhere. Right. I don't. I don't know where it is, but but I'm pretty sure I've never seen a garden with any lotion. So he was going dry for 40 minutes. That's a long time. That's too much. I mean, you could you could start a, a wildfire. Well, going and. Dry. England, they probably don't have lotion because they have the real rough towels and they can barely put any ice in your drink. Like they don't have the comforts over there that we have here. So their lotion is probably like they probably use like butter. Some, you know, lard. Yeah. Some type of. Yeah. Yeah. Something something rendered. Okay, Ed. Yeah. As a well-known University of Maryland alum. Yeah. You're probably intimately familiar with the ins and outs of the greater DC area. Of course. So you're probably no stranger to Clarence Boddicker lookalike Harry Finley, <laughs> the proprietor of the museum of menstruation in New Carrollton, MD. I know New Carrollton's. There's a train station right there. I've been to New Carrollton. I bet you have. I know what you're thinking, Ed. It's close to University of Maryland. I've never heard of this Harry Finley, despite him looking exactly like one of the bad guys in RoboCop. It does. Well, that could be because of the fact that the now defunct institution that we're talking about the Museum of Masturbation existed in his home. And if for some reason you were interested in investigating a museum dedicated to the history of the period that was housed in a middle-aged bachelor's home in suburban Maryland. Once, once you go through the front door, you're never coming out. Well, yeah. Once you gathered the courage to pass the threshold, you'd realize the biggest obstacle lay ahead, Ed, because the museum wasn't housed in the parlor or the kitchen or the bonus room or even the foyer. <laughs> oh, it wasn't out in the open? No. That's the sinister 
looking Mr. Finley housed his bloody wares in the scariest place in any home east of the Mojave <laughs> Desert. The basement. Oh, man. Quote, and this is one of those stories. Hey, go, go down there. Go down. There's also candy down there. This is what. Yeah, just head to. Yeah, I'll, I'll be down there in a minute. Just, no, just go down. I know be, it's dark. It wouldn't even be regular candy. There would be like candy corn in like April would be there. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Yes. Yeah, odd candies. <laughs> Quote, the museum itself, which opened in 1994 and closed abruptly in 1998. I hope it wasn't for lack of attendance. I was in college during that era. I know. You could have gone. 94 to 98. That's when I was in college. Yes. Yeah, maybe that's why it closed because all of a sudden you graduated and all (laughs) of a sudden nobody was buying tickets anymore. It was filled with all manner of menstrual artifacts, Ed. The very first Kotex advertisement from January 1921, a collection of Tampax products dating back to the 1930s. This was before eBay, right? I don't know when eBay started, but like he was collecting this shit when it was really hard. A pink dress made almost entirely of menstrual cups. There were female mannequin torsos strung from the ceiling, clothed in menstrual underwear and sanitary napkins. (sighs) Wandering through the exhibit would be Finley's cat, (laughs) Mac C. Pad. Oh, no. It's bad enough that he's given his cat both a first and last name and a middle initial. Or that he's a middle-aged man with a cat. There's a lot of bad things going on here. I think we found our new mascot for the baller lifestyle. Uh, Cat. Cat a maxi pad. Maxi pad. Alyssa Stein, who would later to go on to write Flow, the cultural story of menstruation. When when do you think the last time she shaved her vagina was, Ed? (laughs) It probably looks looks like a thicket and underbrush. She... A, bl- a blackberry thicket. Yeah, she remembers visiting Kudzu down there. The museum with her husband. I feel like there should be air, there should be quotes around husband. Yeah. When they realized the museum was inside Finley's house, she told her husband, "I don't know if I feel comfortable about this." But that's called the gift of fear, Ed. But before they could turn around, there was Finley standing outside of the house and ushering them inside. Yeah, of course, sinister people always just appear. So Stein and her husband parked the car and followed Harry through a door near the side of the house, down the stairs, and into the basement. It was dark, and Stein remembers the female torsos hanging like a scene from a horror film. I will never forget walking down the stairs and thinking, (laughs) oh my god, I'm going to die here. This whole time I've just been looking at picture of Clarence Boddicker staring back at me right next to a torso with a yeah. with an old maxi pad. Yeah, it's he, so creepy. He looks just like him. Ed, is this the scariest basement scene since Gyllenhaal went into the cellar with Charles Fleischer and David Fincher's Zodiac? <laughs> I I can't I can't believe pictures have surfaced. Like no. some somebody got out after taking these pictures. Because well, he probably shared them. Clarence Boddicker probably was really proud of his last, museum. Yeah, he emailed this out. This is the last thing that anyone has seen. This is the last sight anyone sees before I murder them. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Roanoke tribe in Chesapeake Bay. 
<laughs> there you go. Like, no, they were never. No they survivors. Were, survivors, zero. Never seen or heard from again. Could have been Indians. Could have been natives. No one knows. How did he ever, did he have a sign outside? Like how did. It's before the internet, Ed. I don't know. But I'm saying how did people know that it was there? Well, it, in the story, it didn't mention that people would have a hard time finding it because it was a house on a street and there, no one would think that that would be a museum. But uh, apparently people were able to find it in his basement. I'll tell you where he should have opened up. Amsterdam. That city has yeah. more museums than you, you know what to do with. At first, it's like, okay, there's a Van Gogh Museum and uh, then there's the Tulip Museum. And you're like, well, that's, that's a bit. That's a bit much. The sex museum, yeah, the torture the, museum. Yeah, there's like but, a museum of prostitution there. Yeah, the museum of prostitution, cheese museum, and then the one that just, just put me over the edge, the houseboat museum. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, what, what, what? What, is, what, can, what can you tell me about houseboats? And it was like, yeah, over here is the bathroom where if you have company over, you're probably not going to want to use... Here's where the shitty kitchen is. That's right. <laughs> Here's where the worst night's sleep of your life is. <laughs> houseboats, houseboats are basically floating basements. Like you don't you don't go on someone's houseboat. No, the houseboat museum. We were on one of those canal tours, and may or may not have started the day just you know easing into it. Yeah, and that freaked me out more than anything. Oh yes, well, you're you're in an enclosed space, Ed. Yeah, the cheese museum was 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 uh, was weird enough, but then like maybe half a block down was was the houseboat museum. <laughs> just I just can't imagine. Okay, Ed, we've been talking about this for a while. Let's get into it. New segment on the show. It is time for who needs shaming. We we talked last week. Uh, one of our probably our number one listener. I think our I think I think we can all agree that Saro Demac is our number one listener. He's he's decreed it so, and I, I I don't argue with the guy. He definitely is one of our top listeners. He wanted to hear more shaming on the show, and we do some shaming here. Ed, do you have anybody that you would like to shame? We've all seen him, and I hope to God none of us. None of these listeners were one of them, but all these dopes that every few months get caught up in some sort of fake Facebook hoax where their privacy might be oh, yeah. compromised. Oh, oh yeah. if you pay five ninety nine, I will not do that, and I don't give permission. Oh, people are so like, stupid. Hey, first of all, Facebook is about relinquishing your privacy. Yes. Because I'll tell you, the ultimate privacy button is just not sharing that picture of your feet on a beach. Yeah. Or that's right. Your, your kid's misspelled letter that is so cute. Yes. You know? Yeah. And guess what? I've been subjected to tons of those. Yes. And I'm not a close friend. That's right. But like I, I get those all the time. And so like what's the difference between me and some rando in, in San Francisco posting that? Like it's your your privacy doesn't exist when you're posting. What about what about the woman like opening a um opening a, a box and blue balloons flying out of it to let you know that she's first of all she's knocked up and it's going to be a boy i've never seen that one well that's that is, a thing that, that is a that's a whole new level of douche chills right there <laughs> yes um yeah here's the thing if facebook 
started charging a dollar tomorrow, <laughs> I'm out. No one would Facebook would cease to exist tomorrow or the uh, next oh, day. You, you mean I have to pay anything to look at these pictures that aggravate me on a daily basis? Like at this point, Facebook is ninety nine percent newsfeed for me. I I love following like yes, the Washington Post and Vice and all these the different Atlantic. things because I. I get Daily I get beast. information from there. I get ideas, things. But like, I gotta tell you, like, I I can do without it. I can just figure out a of new way to get news. And their whole business model is having the most possible users and harvesting all their data and selling it to advertisers. Like they're they're not in the business of getting fewer users by charging money. Like, what is it? How stupid are people? But I from from my feed, staggering amounts of people are stupid. Yeah, that's true. I, I saw quite a few as well. Okay, Ed, Ed I, need, I have somebody that needs a shaming. I'm about to do some shaming right now. Let's do it. Ed, I was at a hotel this weekend sitting by the pool. Mm-hmm. I reached down to, and touched the underside of my pool chair, like the rail. Yeah. Like I reached down to like push Just myself straightening up. Straightening out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I put my hand down there only to feel the all too familiar feeling of some monster's disgusting discarded gum. Come on. It is time that we shame some of the true monsters of this world. And of course, I'm talking about gum chewers. Gum. Like, what is the fucking point with the gum? Are well, you, no, I, I, no. I'm not a gum. I, I I haven't had gum in years. Yeah, because you're not a child. You're but not. You're not a toddler. I don't know if I have a problem with it. Like if you're using it as a, a breath freshener no. type thing. I don't. I don't know if I have a problem with it. But but one, just like just like cigarette butts. Like it's I don't everywhere. Understand why gum, gum users think it's okay yeah. to like the the world's their trash can. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw my gum here. Here, here's the thing about gum. One, you're not a child. Two, it makes your jaw sore. It makes you produce a lot of saliva, which is bad for your stomach. It's a child's pastime. It's stupid. It doesn't help your breath. The, the flavor goes away. Yeah, it, it does. It, it does help For a breath. short period of time. I, I used to use it as a quick... Take a know, mint. Get an yeah. Altoid. Yeah. Get one of those real tiny mints that you get at like coffee shops. It's really strong. Get one of those. It's in your mouth. It shocks the odors away quickly, and it's gone. It but that is you don't disgusting. have to spit it out. Put, putting the gum somewhere other yes. than inside a garbage can. Gum chewers need to be shamed. I'm, I'm, and also not just the litterers, but the Pete Carrolls of the world. Yes, world. chew them. Shut your Britney Spears. Gnawing on that gum. Yeah, chew with your mouth closed. Or with you. Better yet. Don't chew gum because you're not a child. Be, act like an adult. Do adult things like smoke cigars and drink whiskey. Dude, smoke cigars. All right, that's my shaming for next week. What, you're going to shame cigar smokers? Some cigars. What a, what a big fuck you to the world by like, hey, I'm going to smoke a cigar. Everyone within 30 feet, go eat, eat my ass. Like that <laughs> That's is, true. That's true. Cigars, well, hold on. You're wasting your shaming. Yeah, I'm, I'm going right now. Go Sorry. for it. Like – 
I've, I can't imagine somebody having a less uh, care for common man than smoking a cigar. Like, some asshole. Every time you see an asshole walking down the sidewalk with a cigar, it's like, hey, I don't give a fuck about anybody. That's I'm true. just going to stroll with That's a cigar. True. Like, That's there's true. no ruder person activity than smoking a cigar but you in see, Hey, you see somebody smoking a cigar, you go, hey, there's an adult there. That guy's made an adult decision to smoke you a know cigar. What? Unlike it's gum the, chewers who are children. He's an adult asshole. That's true. Some, some gum chewers more than use likely. the garbage can and, and don't subject others to seeing well, it. They, or, they still yeah. chew the gum. They still have the gum in their mouth like they're a child, like a 10-year-old. Uh, this has turned into a big fuck you to cigar smokers. Well, fuck cigar smokers. I'll give you that. I, I occasionally have a cigar, though. Yeah, but guess what? You're, yeah. doing, if you're, you're doing it in public. You're like walking well, down no, the sidewalk. No, I'm not doing that. Nobody does that. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm not like I light a cigar up in a movie theater. Not, I see guys who are walking dogs and smoking a cigar. Oh, no. Well, that guy's a douchebag. I do it like on the golf course or in my backyard. It's the two places I smoke a cigar. Uh, okay, Ed. <clears throat> let's get into it. Let's let's talk some pop culture. Joining us now is our very own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? I like how you say that. Hey, pop Kate. culture. Yeah. Hello, hello. Yeah, I popped my piece. Uh, okay, real quick, guys. We have, we have a little follow-up to some life coaching we did a couple weeks ago. This was maybe the most of all the life coaching we've done on the show could have been the most controversial life coaching question we've had. Follow up. Gents, thank you for your helpful advice on making the bed a few weeks back. Oh, what the fucking bed again. No doubt you helped me and many countless others with your polar opposite opinions and zero conclusions as to the question at hand. While I don't have any other life coaching questions that need to go unanswered at the moment, I did have a curiosity that I believe you two upstanding citizens are eminently qualified to answer. How is porn both so prolific, but also completely free on the internet? He goes on to pontificate about how he doesn't know what Ed and I's real jobs are, but he... He surmises that since Ed used to be a big-time Wall Street trader, that he has bankrolled my porno business. <laughs> and we are we together are porn producers. So he says, so this leads Do to Do I my, fit into this? I don't you would be you would be my conciliary. You, you, you would be, be co-bankrolled by me? Yeah. You, you I I will say I will make this very quick. Uh the traders, yes. Get paid, yes. And and this, I was a salesman, so I worked on the trading floor on the other side, shouting to the traders. But I did not make trader money. I feel like there's not, there's no rhyme or reason to the way that um, trading floor works. Ed, like no one can understand it. Whether they're like doing hand signals and what's where they're holding all those pieces of paper. What are those pieces yeah, of paper? Don't mean shit. But that's the stock market. I was working on a bond. It was very uh, – you were dealing with specific products. But either uh, I'm already confused. 10-year treasuries? Well, some things were based or – Oh, no. Oh, God, God. oh stop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But anyway. My head's spinning. All I'm saying is no. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not bankrolling a porn industry, but good oh, guess. Okay. Uh, so he wants to know since – he wants to know how is there so much porn when porn is free? I've asked you that. I think Kate yes. has brought up stories yeah. from time to time about people getting paid for sex tapes and this and that. And I am confused. I, I have never paid for porn after 
after the internet. I think Never. people do pay for porn when they find like there's a niche thing that they're into like, and they just want to consume that. I think it's like for like fetishes. Site yes. Kind of is this question like, how does porn survive if it's yes. free? Yes. yes. Well, yes. how does anything on the internet survive if it's free? How does Facebook, how does Twitter, how, do, how does social media Advertising. survive? Advertising. Advertising. If you have millions and millions of yeah. people going well, to your website to look at something, advertisers will pay you the, a lot of money. Is there advertising on YouPorn? I don't even notice. I think there is, but you probably have an ad blocker like I do. Uh, but I think like sometimes you play the video and there's like a little like website at the bottom of the video. Right, but who's going to that website? People. I never understand that. Humans, I don't know. Also, all these websites also have links to their 800 number if you want to be like, you know, talked through your jerk off session oh, or if you right. want to do like live, live webcam stuff. Like if guys, if you're really into porn and just watching some free porn is not enough, which is not for a lot of people. They want to go like that step further. That, yes. that extra ha- stuff is not, is I not have free. seen like, it actually costs a lot of Ed, money. Like at the beginning of the video, a lot of times there'll be like some chick, like buy a phone and she'll be like, Hey, if you want a re- to meet a real person in your area, like call me mm. up. So I don't know. There's ways, there's but it's tons of ways. It's definitely to not monetize the, porn. It's not don't like worry the, about it. Not like the boom times I, of the eighties. I get the feeling that the actors are maybe getting taken advantage of a little bit. You think? <laughs> well, porno. Yeah, there's no longer a lot of money in porn. There's probably about five, you know, porn stars that are making like decent money. No porno. Remember when you hear about Jenna Jameson was making, you yes. know, hundreds of millions of dollars? Like, I'm pretty sure she didn't. Make no, that kind I don't of think thing. so either. Porno. Is just is just marketing for prostitutes. Like any chick that's you've right, se- seen in a porno, you can have sex with because that's how she really makes money. She does porno so you know who she is. So when she comes to your town to air quotes feature dance, right. you can get a date with her where you pay her money to fuck her. That's just painful advertising for yeah, her. Exactly. Okay, Kate, what is as always, we are fantastic live coaches. We've helped this guy again. <laughs> helped him the first time. He's a bit snarky about ha- it. Ha- happy to help. What yeah. does he mean, no conclusions? Yeah. The conclusion is yeah, make, make your, your fucking bed, bed. Make your fucking bed. That's hey, the conclusion. No, no. Yeah. no I, I say the opposite. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, that's what. That's, that's Ed, you're not trying to get a woman. It doesn't yes. matter for you. Yes. You're yes. not trying to project any, that's right. like, you, you know. You've trapped a woman already, Ed. <laughs> In your unmade bedroom. She, she has no desire to make the bed either. That's right. Well, she's so, been, she's, she's your captive. You guys absolutes. are like, you guys are perfect together. Yeah. Stop, stop with your absolutes. That's, Here's what there is in the right. world. There's people that make their bed and there's people want, that don't. Okay. And the people that make their bed, like Brian and I should cook up. And the people that don't like you. And that's true. That's how you, that's, and happily ever after. that's, how you, that's my conclusion. That's how you find your mates based on <laughs> bed making. Okay, if, top no, story of the no hold on, hold on. You want to meet somebody who's into unnecessary things, then you make your bed. Uh, the, 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 that's the point of our life coaching is you get three different perspectives. You get the, the Southern Hemisphere perspective, the female from the Southern Hemisphere. You get the West Coast slant. You get the East Coast slant. You get a little bit of everything. So that's, that's the point of our life coaching. And you get the right slant for me. Okay, Kate. What okay. pop Top culture? You called call it traffic cone a witch's hat last week. Let's, <laughs> that let's that was genius. I'm surprised. Surprised we didn't get more more response like, on it that. It looks like a witch's hat. Of course. Yeah, exactly like one. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's like how many witches wear orange hats? Yeah. 
But it is the shape of a witch's yeah, hat or a shape. wizard. Oh. Like you don't have to be sexist about it. It could be a wizard's hat. coming up, guys. You can try yeah. that out. Wear a witch's hat. Yeah, wear an orange cone in your head and say, look, I'm a witch. Yeah, I'm a witch. I'm wearing a witch's hat. Okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What um, is happening in fantasy? Top, the top story of the week. This makes me very proud. Chris Brown. Entry to Australia. His 2009 assault on Rihanna, for which he was sentenced to five years probation, six months community service, doesn't square with the country's feelings about domestic yes. violence. Australian officials issued oh. Brown with a formal notice of their intention to refuse his visa application on character grounds Friday night. Immigration Minister Peter Dutton refused to comment on the rapper's case, saying he could not discuss individual cases. Quote, however, speaking in general terms, I find personally find domestic violence abhorrent. As a society, we must be aware of the great harm that domestic violence causes to women, families, and our community, he said. Um, we have to change our attitudes and culture and ensure family violence is not acceptable in today's Australia. An activist group has also launched an online petition calling for Brown's tour to be banned because it would send a message that if you brutally beat a woman, in a short amount of time you'll be forgiven or even celebrated. I wish this country would take that stance too. I'm I'm proud of Australia for taking this stance. I mean, it's a great stance to take. But I feel like as Australia, like, do they kind of go a little willy nilly with the rules? Like, what, wasn't there an issue with Johnny Depp's dogs? And like, they're just like, all right, you're out. And uh, Chris yeah, Brown, he tried you're out. To like, sneak two dogs in on his private plane and didn't have the correct papers, um, you know, to say that yeah. they'd had the right shots to it's bring a, them into these the are, country. These and are so fine they, rules. Them, they were told to fuck off. Yeah, they're, I, they're, they they're bro- fine they rules, but I just feel like. I'm I'm fine with Chris Brown being sent elsewhere, but but I feel like that's a kind of a willy nilly rule, right? Like, I mean, there are j- no, just it's just a law. Bill- there- it's mil- just no, a law. come on, please! Millions of people who have beaten their wives have been uh, into Australia. Oh yeah, of course. I'm just saying it's it's like kind of a weird thing. I'm I'm glad we they did it. We have a new prime minister, Ed. But that's 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 a and you have a grandstanding. He is taking a hard stand against. Domestic hey, violence. Well, and this is we, part we need of it. that law against Chris Brown here. I'm fine with him being denied because he's an he's asshole. He's also denied entry into Britain and Canada. FYI. But it's a weird rule in that, like, just I, you don't even know. I, like, I've been to you Australia. You can be denied a visa to this country if you've had a DUI. That's, That's right. a fact. That's right. So anyway, moving on. Oh, and also, if Hold you're on. not familiar. I want to weigh in. Okay. Um. Chris Brown should be, he should be like the Grammys and the fucking MTV and like all these people here should take a cue from Australia and stop putting this fucking asshole on TV. They should torture him though. They should, they should make him sing Walting Matilda before he gets to perform in Australia. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great yeah, like torture song. him. Yeah, he's fucking good this at dancing. I was going to say, it's the worst song I could think of. So he Walting can, Matilda, Ed, let him just, sing Let's it. just stop. He's good at dancing so he can nearly beat a woman to death, but then still be on TV for some reason. Right, and he's, uh, he's claiming how he's a changed man. Yeah, fuck him. In, fuck June, him. in June this year, he was uh, photographed having a screaming match with his, another ex-girlfriend, Karuchi Tran. He Karuchi will kill somebody, and they don't and want he, him to kill somebody hair. in Australia. And he has hair. Of course he's not changed. He's terrible. He would pushed his way past her friends during this fight outside a club to get in the back seat of a car she was in. 
He was kicked out of the car. He then turned up at her house screaming at 3.30 in the morning and neighbors had to, the police had to be called. And then on stage later, he, um, he said to the crowd, how many single ladies we got here tonight? They all screamed. He said, well, I'm single too. Fuck that bitch. That's oh, how yeah. he talks yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. And his music sucks. Okay, what else, Kate? Um, also, they should have had that guy... Barnaby Joyce that didn't allow Johnny Depp's dogs in. They should have had him be the one to turn to make the statement on Chris Brown because I really <laughs> like that guy. I think he should be the president. You guys don't have a president, prime minister, whatever, chancellor. We have a prime minister, the yeah. same as a president. He should be that. Okay, go on, Barnaby Joyce. Um, kind of following along the same vein, Bill Cosby's mantle is almost bare because another university has stripped him of an honorary degree. Brown University revoked Cosby's Doctorate of Humor and Letters it bestowed on the comedian in 85. The University Press says Cosby's admission he drugged women is contrary to the values of Brown. This is the third college to yank a degree from Cosby in less than a week. Fordham and Marquette also received their honorary He didn't earn those degrees anyway. You know what? Honorary degree. He didn't didn't write any papers. How do you get an honorary degree? They just bestow it on you? Ed, your thoughts? Listen, Marquette is, I think, a good school, but... Jesuit Brown University is a fucking Ivy League school. They should lose okay. Ivy privilege. They should be booted oh, hold on. for giving that. Brown University is one of those. It's an Ivy League college. It's one of those colleges that I have no fucking idea where it is. I mean, I know the general. I know that it's in the Northeast. But I could. I I'm going to take three guesses, and I'm going to guess where it is. Okay, you ready? Okay, go. Rhode Island. Well, that's, uh, is that Dartmouth? Is Brown in Rhode Island? Maybe. I, that's, that's probably where I'd guess, but I think Dartmouth is. Dartmouth's in Rhode Island? And, oh no, Brown is in Providence. You're it's right. It's in Providence. Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Wait, my I, next guess Dartmouth is going to be then? New Jersey. That's Princeton. Yeah, Princeton. Where's Dartmouth? Oh, Dar- Dartmouth's in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Right. Brown right. is Isn't in Providence. New Hampshire the one that points up or the one that points down? Uh, I just know New Hampshire is the one closest to Maine. Right. What do you mean it but points up or points one down? One of them, one, New Hampshire and Vermont are right next to each other and one points up and one points down. Oh, but, the shape but of But back to this, yeah. even, even if we didn't know that he, even if he was like the top sitcom star when they gave him this, like why is an Ivy League like our best yeah. asset? Why? Why is an Ivy League school giving a fucking TV dad? Because they wanted. Because they wanted him to come there and yeah. make a speech. Shame yeah, on yeah. them. Well, they First, still have to pay him a lot of money to come and make a speech. I'll give him a degree. I don't get it. Also, if they can just take, like, they, he's got the piece of paper. Well, it's not like he's going to go apply for jobs and they're going to call and be like, "Hey, yeah, we want to check on framed in William his Cosby's degree." And they'll study. be like, "Oh, he doesn't have a degree here." And they'll be like, "Ah, his new employer, the HR will be like, "Aha! Got gotcha. you." Like, not hired. Right. It's just a piece of paper. <laughs> they're out of the Ivy League. They're not in the Ivy League? No, I'm saying I've 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 eliminated them. Brown. They're out. Yeah, fuck Brown. Okay. Next story, Kate. This is a little sad. Jim Carrey's on and off oh, again girlfriend, sad. Catriona White, was mm-hmm. found dead from a possible yeah. pill overdose just a few days after the couple broke up. Carrie and White, who was just 28, reportedly met in 2012 and rekindled their relationship in May. They broke up again on Thursday, the same day, 
White tweeted a cryptic goodbye message. She also reportedly referenced their breakup in a suicide note. Um, I mean, that's sad. That's super sad. I don't really. I don't know what else to say. She was she was just a young makeup artist. I don't know how they met. Probably twenty eight on a job. He's in his fifties. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Pretty gross. Um, I don't really. It's sad. Suicide. Sad. Depression. Sad. Very sad. It's a bummer. And I think it's Suicide Prevention Week. Is it? Well, according to my t- Facebook timeline. I don't want to make a joke. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? Um, Kaylee Cuoco, are you familiar with who she is? Ed, I know Brian is, because yes. I talk about Ed, her all the time. Ed, do you know? Home. Ed, do you, do you know? I, 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 I've never seen that show, but like, she's one of those ones that gets credit for being the hot chick on a show filled with ugly people. Right. That's exactly right. She's not hot. Um, but that's what, that's what she's known yes, as, right? Yes. The hot chick from yes. the... Yes. She's a star of really bad popular sitcom on CBS, The Big Bang Theory. She probably makes tons and tons um, of money. Probably a million dollars Probably all of the money. At least, no, no less than 600000 an episode. They make 22 episodes a season. She Plus just, syndication. She's fucking cashed the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and she just announced her divorce from her husband of 21 months, tennis pro Ryan Sweeting, on Friday. You never marry a tennis pro. 21 months? Never. Didn't last Never, very long. never. You never marry a tennis pro, especially a washed up one. Think of how, how bad a marriage it was and how yeah. like, poor a match it was if by 21 months you've already pulled the ripcord. Yeah. Because you, I mean, there's there's got to be a stage in the marriage where like they try to work it out. Well, a, they also maybe got married and working it out like yeah. 21 months. Jesus. They also got married yeah. in a fire and ice themed ceremony on New Year's Eve. I don't know what that means, but it sounds what does like that a mean? sex act. <laughs> fire and ice. <laughs> Is that what you put on your back when you you, you lifted something? There was probably icy hot. There was probably oh, right. a lot of ice sculptures and oh, flames. Yeah. Well, she oh, so it. they got married at a fraternity party. Yeah. <laughs> she wore a pink dress. Really? Yeah. She's like an was anti-feminist. It? I remember she claimed um, in an interview that she loved serving her man. She um, she has man hands. She's very manly. Yeah, she is. She's she's not my favorite. Anyway, they had a prenup, so it should all be I settled would, pretty quickly. I would not. I would not risk she uh, cites, cancer for her. She cites irre- irreconcilable differences, and she's also um, deleted all um, reference. To him, of him from Instagram. Yeah, that's the ultimate fuck you. Seems so like we, she's really mature enough to be married. We feel. Yeah. I feel like maybe Ryan Sweeting was cheating. Ryan Sweeting was cheating. Sweden was Ryan's cheating. Ryan's with cheating. <laughs> um, right. Um, you heard it here, guys. Somebody, somebody, our close friend of the show, Travis Rogers, commented on one of your Instagram pictures of me, Kate. That I um. That he's I look, mean about my dress. I look like Travis. A, if you're listening, he, he said listen. that he said that it was nice of you to let me borrow your blouse. Well, because for the there's dress I had on me the weekend in a blouse. But it's not oh yeah, I, I meant to ask: Did you get matching Mexican shirts that time? No, no. Okay, I was curious. When I, I do saw have, that comment. No, I but do, I really like that. shirt. I do have a Mexican blouse no, that I wear. It, it's a woman's shirt. That's the funny part when Brian wears. Yes. No, it's that a, is it's, that that is the joke. But it is a man's shirt in Mexico. Right. But Travis is making fun of me by saying your dress is the same as my shirt. It's not. What he said was, back to me, a couple things about me I need to ask you right now. What? 
What he said was, I look like a washed up tennis pro. Oh, Which is the fucking compliment. greatest compliment ever. Because I was going to say, guys get lots of ass. John McEnroe yes. is your all-time yes. hero. Tennis, tennis pros are huge coxmen. Who then, doesn't love McEnroe? Yeah, oh, he's the best. He's, he's my all-time favorite athlete and although commentator. Jimmy, although Jimmy Connors is the all-time worst. Yeah, he is the worst. Absolutely. Um, Kate, last week, we and I know you're not a listener, but last week during the email segment of the show, um, one, of our, one of our top listeners, not Danton Holden, he reached out wanting to know, basically wanting to know in a very crass way. He asked Kate, or he asked Ed and I who our celebrity crushes were. And we said we don't really have any. But oftentimes when I'm you, you do. Oftentimes when I'm reading Us Weekly, I'll call I'll 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 what? tell you. I'll I'll say, hey, put this one on the list. But I you're forget crushed. who they are. So who are some of my celebrity crushes? Wait, back up. Why? You're, you read Us Weekly? I read Kate's Us Weekly sometimes. Sometimes I'll get it if I go to the beach. Yeah, I'll read and an I'll, Us and Weekly. If I, get bored, if I get bored, I'll start reading it. Um, yeah. You like Allison Brie oh, from Community of Mad Men? Huge fan. Huge fan of Allison Brie. Ed, you like her? I like her. I, Brian I, loves I, her. I, I mean, I, you're I, lukewarm I, on her. She's, she's very cute. But she's cute. I find her to be cute. She's cute and talented. Continue. Right. That's that's one of my um, that's two of my that's what attracts me to her. Okay, go on. I don't else? know who else. Demi Lovato. I like Demi Lovato. Brian likes re- Brian likes really cheesy chicks. I don't too. know. I don't she's really know her. I know she's who, a young like, pop star. She's like twenty three. She goes out with that Wilder Van- Idol judge. She, if you watch, if you watch uh, NFL football, you find out who the American Idol judges are. Oh, and so that's, Demi Lovato is an American Idol judge. At maybe. Maybe not anymore, but at one point, I remember she was. Kate, who else? Who, name another one of my celebrity crushes. Um, you like Elizabeth Banks? I do like her. You yeah. like... Um, what about J-Lo? I, I like Elizabeth Banks. Well, yeah, you I mean, like, she's cute. You like Leslie Mann. Oh, yeah, I like her. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I, I, have like a her. Big, I have a, a big... Well, I wouldn't... She's not on some list, but yes, I'm a you big fan. You like fan. her, too? Yeah, Ed agrees. Okay. Any more? Back from her cable to guy days. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. You think Ma- um, Matthew McConaughey's wife, Camilla Alves, is smoking? She's hot. hot. I've only just recently discovered her. I didn't think she. I thought she was okay before, but I've seen some recent pictures. She's really beautiful. I have no idea what she looks like, but you know, you know what? What? I'd have sex with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, she, she's a Brazilian model. <laughs> like yeah, I find she, him very dreamy. So he is. I'm sure. I'm sure she's good looking. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go the other way for that guy for sure. Uh, okay, Kate. Any other pop culture stories? I don't know. That's that's all I got for this week. Okay, excellent job. As always, same to you, Ed. For Ed Daly. For Kate McManus. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 89, Ron Brown, of the Baller <laughs> Lifestyle Podcast. Did we, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.